Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Week's episode of The Unconventional Gal, Forging Your Own Path, with me, your host, Cherokee. I just want to take this first few couple of seconds and just thank everybody that one has listened or two has left me a review or three has taken the time to leave me a personal message or comment. I've been blown away with how amazing the feedback has been since I started this little podcast and my listens are just skyrocketing and it seems like you guys are really connecting with a lot of the topics that I talk about and the personal things that I share and it feels like we've all become this little like podcast family so I really really appreciate all the support all of the love I do read every single comment and message that you guys send and and every time I get a share or a tag or a comment or message it like really 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 makes my day so i'm feeling a little schmoopy today so i thought i would give you guys all a little bit of my love valentine's day just passed so maybe i'm feeling just a little bit of residual schmoopiness it might also be because i just ate three chocolates out of the box of chocolates that james got me for valentine's day i'm not really big on valentine's day I don't really care all that much. I could take it or leave it. But he has been really cute every year. We actually spent Valentine's Day together just a few months before we actually got together. So we always joke that our Valentines are ahead of our normal anniversaries. But he always makes it really special and you know gets me some flowers and some chocolates and something kind of cute and cheesy. And this year he got me a box of chocolates that is, I think there's like 50 chocolates in it. It's it's bigger than my torso, and it made me laugh so hard when I went out to the living room. But the best thing about it is that I have 50 chocolates to eat. I'm actually splitting them with him, but I did go through my half of the box, and I took a bite out of every single chocolate just to make sure that I knew what the flavors were because the worst is when you pop a whole chocolate in your mouth, and it's like a cherry cordial. Blech. Before we get into my main topic this week, I just wanted to back up a little bit to my celebrity week. There was one notable celebrity. I do not know how I forgot about meeting him because it wasn't that long ago and it was probably the coolest, well, coolest next Gary Oldman. The coolest celebrity I met was actually Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top and I worked with him just a couple of months ago. He did a music video um, at the venue that I do social media for and the story with him is like the coolest story. I don't know how I forgot it. So anyways, he was there doing a music video and it was COVID was still kind of in the middle of everything. So the crew was really, really small. I think there was like maybe five people on the crew and then him and his band. That was it. And so I just went up to him and I was like, hey, just so you know, I do social media. And I told him my name, which is Cherokee. And he thought that was super cool. And he started chatting with me and 
I don't even know how it happened, but like he started showing me all his wardrobe and he was showing me the, his rings that he has that are amazing. And he took them off and he's like, here, try them on. They're really heavy and they're real silver. And he, then he's like, Hey, what's your email? And he like emailed me personally, the maker of his jewelry. And then every time he would like say something funny, he'd be like, Hey, you hear that Cherokee? I just said, and then he would like repeat it so that I would know how funny he was. Like, I'm not kidding when I tell you. Billy Gibbons was my best friend for that day in my life. It was absolutely amazing. And when the whole thing was done, he asked me to send him to email him the list of everybody that had worked on it so that he could email them personal thank yous. And he did. And he said, if there's anything I can ever do to repay, you know, what you guys have done for me today. Steven Tyler was a cool rock star, but Billy Gibbons, like, 100% takes the cake in the coolest I like, I want him to be my dad. I actually text my mom afterwards and I was like, mom, you fucked up. Like, why isn't Billy Gibbons my dad? And I was really actually mad that Billy Gibbons isn't my dad. Although he probably is old enough to be my grandpa, but whatever. The fact that I'm not related to him just really makes me sad. Let's talk about my main topic today, people's judgments on your lifestyle. And I know I've talked specifically about all kinds of different lifestyles or conventionalities or unconventionalities, but today it's just a broad topic of when people around you judge you based on your lifestyle. So whether your lifestyle is tattoos and piercings, whether you dress vintage every day, if you're polyamorous, if you're a sex worker, I don't, there's so many unconventional lifestyles, so many things. If you don't want kids, if you don't want to get married, just dealing with the judgments from friends, family, strangers, employers, teachers, just all the people around you that feel like they have a right to judge your life. So I guess the first thing I kind of want to talk about is why do people judge? What is it in humans that makes us judgy? Now, there's one thing, I guess, like me judging Machine Gun Kelly based off of his behavior. That's not me judging him based on his choices or his looks or his lifestyle. That's me making a judgment based on how he treats other people. So that is one type of judgment, obviously. And I think that there is judgment in that same vein that comes from actual concern. So my judgment is the concern of the people that he's treating badly. And sometimes you will get judgment from people close to you because they are concerned for how your choices might affect you and that it's legitimate concern. So an example of this is, you know, when I first started getting tattooed and my mom was really worried not because, oh, you're ruining your skin, but she didn't think I was going to be able to get a good job or have a good future because it was when the world was a lot different. So it was like a legitimate concern. And also out of that, you know, comes judgment because somebody that is close to you is worried for your future. So judgment isn't always necessarily bad. It just depends on where the judgment comes from and if the place the judgment comes from is a good place or a bad place. People also judge, and I think that this is probably the main reason why people judge out of their own insecurities like people that judge sex workers because they have their own body insecurities so maybe you know I am insecure about my stretch marks and my cellulite and my this and that on my body and I see a woman out there that maybe has all the same stuff but she's a sex worker and you know she's doing cam work or nude pictures online or whatever it is and being really confident in her body so I'm judging that because it's just a reflection of what I'm insecure of in myself. And it's not even that I think negatively about sex work. It's just that my judgment is coming out from my own insecurities. And kind of in that same vein is jealousy. And I think this is another big one. And I think especially 
for females when we're younger, jealousy and insecurity go hand in hand. And I have to tell you, you know, I was that judgy little jerk, especially when I was in my everything vintage all the time bubble. I had major judgments. Like I would judge girls that would do sexy photo shoots, especially in the pinup world, like pinups that were doing implied nudes and more sexy, racy things. I was always like, well, what's going to be left for her boyfriend when she goes home? And it wasn't even that I cared about that. It was more that like I didn't have this security in myself to do what they were doing. So I was going to judge it and put a label on it instead of dealing with why it made me feel bad. And it didn't make me feel bad because what they were doing was bad. It made me feel bad because it made me have to face my own insecurities and my own jealousy that I wasn't strong enough to do the things that I wanted to do that I saw other people doing. I think some of the jealousy with judgment also comes from relationships, you know, like judging the ex-girlfriend and what she does. So maybe the ex-girlfriend is a sex worker. So let's say this isn't real, but let's say James's ex-girlfriend was a sex worker and I was jealous of their relationship or she was really pretty or really successful or really something. And so there's always something in me that was kind of jealous of that. So instead of facing my jealousy about her as a person, if she's a sex worker, I can just put my judgment into that and then I don't have to face my jealousy or my own insecurities. And I think as females, that happens a lot where we pit ourselves against each other, especially when it comes to partners. It doesn't have to be boyfriends, girlfriends too, but the ex of whoever you are with now, for some reason, always gets a bad rep. I think it's really funny. I am actually really good friends, almost best friends with my ex's ex. So she dated him after him and I divorced and we met each other down here and now we are like besties. My theory on it is, you know, obviously unless there was like cheating or something crazy like that, but my theory on it is if you guys dated and we dated, then that means we all have something in common. There's got to be a common denominator in there. So odds are you probably get along really well with the ex of your partner. Obviously, you know, being besties with the ex of your current partner sometimes can be awkward. But you know, if you have kids, sometimes you're forced to do that. And I think people that can co-parent with old partners and become friends, not only is it just healthy for you as a person, but it's so healthy for the children too. Wow. I just took a major (laughs) turn away from my topic. I think a lot of judgment comes out of jealousy. And I think also there's judgment that comes from needing to affirm your own choices. So, you know, life is all about making choices. You know, I don't believe that there are wrong or right choices. I just believe that you make a choice and it leads you this direction or it leads you that direction. I don't believe in a good path or a bad path or the wrong or the right path. Your path is your path and you get from point A to point B in your life and all the zigzags in the middle are just your path. Once you have made a choice in life to go one way or another, so let's say you decided to have eight kids. And at the end of that decision, you're like really overwhelmed and you feel like, wow, eight kids is a lot. And I wish my life maybe was a little different or you're, you know, overwhelmed. Then you see someone that has no kids, maybe for example, me, if you follow me. And I am a 38 year old woman that is, well, not with COVID, but pre-COVID, traveling the world and I just bought a new car and I can sleep in and I can drink wine and I have plenty of free time and I do puzzles all the time and I read books. You know, you're seeing my life, my child-free life, which is not any better or worse than your life. It's just different. But maybe you're going to judge me and say, oh, well, she doesn't really know true love because she doesn't have kids. And maybe that judgment isn't because you really feel that way. Maybe that judgment 
is you trying to affirm your own choices and just using me as a sort of backboard that that ball is bouncing off of. And I think also goes hand in hand is doing that or making those kind of judgments to take the focus off of your own life. So it might not be that you are miserable having eight kids. It might be that was the choice you wanted to make. But it might also be that you are miserable having eight kids. And to take the focus off of your own miserableness, you turn it on me and, you know, what I don't have by not having kids. And then that takes the pressure of you focusing on your own life and what is making you unhappy. Now, again, there's no judgments here from me on what choices people make. I'm just using all of these examples just to kind of give you like an A, B of the reason people might judge other people. And that's the thing I think. We all as humans are judgmental. It is the human condition. So it's not that it's unnatural to judge. It's just stepping back and thinking, why am I judging? And trying to know if the judgment is coming from a good place or if it's coming from a bad place and how you can flip it on its head and make it either come from a good place or just stop being such a judgy jerk, which... I am still working on myself. We all do it. If you read gossip columns, if you are on Facebook, if you repost anything ever, you're probably judging people. If you're on social media, it's very, very easy to judge people. I think on the flip side of examining yourself and why you judge people is taking a step back when you're being judged and think, how does this judgment affect me? Does it really affect you? And this is what I have learned being you know, on social media and having a a decent size following. One, I've learned to have a really thick skin. And I think I've had the luck in being on social media for so long that I've had a long, long time to sort of build up to a big following. And so it, it gave my thick skin the time to grow instead of like, you know, these young influencers that get famous overnight and they just have like, you know, the Britney Spearses or the Justin Biebers where they just go from zero to 60 and they have no coping mechanisms, no thick skin. And, you know, they end up having mental health issues because they they have breakdowns from all of the judgment, which is normal. It is normal as a human to feel things when people are judging you and to feel bad when people are judging you and especially when people are doing it really publicly. But the thing is that I've learned, and I've talked about this in previous podcasts, your judgment, you little listener listening to me right now, I, I sure do love you, but your judgment on my life affects me zero unless maybe you're my sister listening or like my best friend listening. (laughs) But for the most part, people that listen are virtual strangers. And so if you're judging my podcast and going, oh, she's an asshole. Well, you know what? That's fine. You can think I'm an asshole, but your opinion or your judgment of me doesn't affect me at all. It really doesn't. And that's the thing you have to remember in your own lives is that for the most part, The way people judge you and your lifestyle, especially if you live an unconventional lifestyle, if you're super tattooed, if you have five boyfriends, if you are a porn star, if you wear vintage every day, you know, whatever it is, people passing you on the street that judge you or people that see you on social media that judge you, it affects you none. If all of those people disappeared off the world tomorrow, you wouldn't even know. That's I always say this when I get people that you know in a huff I post something that offends them terribly and they go I'm unfollowing and I go bye (laughs) because it doesn't affect me I'm of the mind like well I didn't know who you were before you unfollowed me so I'm sure as hell not going to know who you are now that you're gone 
and I don't need that negative energy in my life. So just think about it that way. Think about when something is really, really bothering you or someone is bothering you or someone's being judgy. Just think if that person disappeared tomorrow off the planet, I'm not saying they died. Like they just disappear like in uh, Star Trek, how they like, I don't know what it's called. I'm not a Star Trek nerd, but you know, when they disappear, you know what I'm talking about. So let's say this person does that. How would that affect your life? Now, maybe if it's your judgy asshole sister, sorry, Shay, I'm not actually talking about you, but if it is somebody that's related to you and they disappeared, maybe that would affect you. I don't know. But just think about it in the disappearing scheme. If the judgment does come from someone that would affect you if they disappeared, figure out the reason and the repercussions. So figure out the reason, one, they're judging you, and then figure out the repercussions of if you eliminate this person from your life and you also have to think like is their judgment strong enough and important enough to warrant a breakup i'm going to do a future podcast on breaking up with people that are close to you namely family members but you know the and some of the stories i got like there are some judgments from family members especially when it comes to sex work or polyamory or even tattoos from really conservative families and i've had stories from people that said like my family is completely not in my life anymore because they can't not judge my lifestyle. So that's something that you have to sort of figure out is, is this just a judgment that you can be like, ah, shut up, stupid sister, like whatever. Or is this a judgment that is weighing so heavily on you that it would be healthier for this person to be out of your life? And that's something only you can answer. And that's another thing to ask yourself is, is the path that you're on that you're being judged for more important than the relationship you might lose. And again, that is something only you can answer. But these are the heavy questions in life, my friends. Life is not always easy. But you know what? I think at the end of the day, my perspective on it is if people really love me and really respect me, then they respect that I am of sound mind and I can make my own decisions. And even if they don't like them, that they will still love and respect me. And the thing is that you can't allow judgments from other people make you live a life you don't want to. Like if your family is putting all the pressure on you to have kids and you really don't want them, if you have that kid for your family, you are not going to be happy and you are not going to be a good parent. So make sure that you are always following the path that is right for you and that you are living the life that is right for you. And yeah, you might need to make some adjustments and there might be some things that you don't get 100% because it would compromise a relationship that's really important to you. So I'm not saying like live it all for you and fuck everybody else. Obviously, there's compromises you have to make in life. But I am saying don't forego a path or miss out on something entirely just because of how people are judging you for it. Okay, so we are going to take some stories this week. But before we take stories, please leave me a review. I know I've said this before. If you leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, or I think you can do it on iTunes as well, just send me a screenshot of your review. Email it to me at theonlycherrydollface at gmail.com. Email a screenshot of your review and your mailing address, and I will send you a handwritten postcard. I have these cute little vintage postcards, and I can just pop it in the mail. It's just a little personal thank you from me to you. Also, if anybody is interested in sponsoring future podcasts, I'm always looking for sponsors. It is very affordable. I also offer package deals if you sponsor more than one episode. And my sponsors in the future have had great success with sponsoring. I have a really awesome following. 98% of my following are females. 
between the age of 20 and 35, you have prime <laughs> advertising capabilities. So if you want to sponsor, cool. If you don't, also cool. But let's get into some stories. So these are just stories I ask people about feeling judged in their unconventional lives. So these are people that just all kinds of different unconventionalities. Also, if you submitted a story or a question, you will be credited in my contributors. And if you would like to contribute to future podcasts via a story or a question, please follow me on my socials. I take them mostly via Instagram and Facebook. I am at the Cherry Doll Face on both if you would like to submit. I just realized my toenails were wet and I just put my foot under me and I totally smushed them all. <sighs> this is my life. That's okay. I still have three chocolates in my belly, so life isn't so bad. Okay, first story is from Deborah Carol Bite Bait. My husband and I are polyamorous, married 25 years, and open polyam for the last 15 years. We date separately. I couldn't imagine living or loving any other way. It's perfect for us. There's so many misconceptions and assumptions, and people can be really cruel at picking apart your life over something that literally doesn't affect them at all. I don't think monogamy is bad. It's just not for me. Polyamory isn't better or worse, just different. I think this is just a perfect example of do your thing. It doesn't affect anyone else. Why does it matter if it makes somebody else happy? Why judge? Yeah, if you think having a, a two boyfriends would be really hard and really shitty, cool. But maybe having two boyfriends is ideal for someone else. Or being the second boyfriend is ideal for someone else. She's been doing it for 25 years and she's happy. Phoebe Millward says, I'm a creative travel luster with a soul for adventure and learning in the real world. I left my country, UK, a year ago to live my life in a van in New Zealand, completely alone. My life now consists of sandy toes, minimal possessions, learning every day, complete independence and empowerment, freedom, experience, health, and spreading love and light with the world. My friends and family back home are gobsmacked. I packed everything up and left to be so alone with so little, always living on the road and living so out of the nine to five norm. People judge me on social media all the time for not quote unquote working hard. I work smart, not hard. But here I am in my absolute happiest, healthiest, positive and fulfilling self living sustainably and lovingly. I mean, how are you mad at that? That was like the happiest, most positive, lovely. She made her lifestyle sound pretty darn good. Sandy toes? Who doesn't want sandy toes? But that's the thing, too, is I feel like especially those of us that live in, in Western countries, we're so told that, like, if you don't do the nine to five, if you don't have benefits and stability and all of those things, then you're doing something wrong or you're being irresponsible. And that life isn't for everybody. And not everybody needs that life to be fulfilled. I personally could never live in a van because I have too much freaking stuff and I love my stuff. Christy Washam said, this is my seventh year living abroad in South Korea. I'm 32, single, living in a tiny apartment in Seoul, have one cat, started playing the drums last year. Oh, I'm sure her apartment mates love that. <laughs> Play the Irish sports hurling and Gaelic football and pre-pandemic got to travel around Asia for tournaments. I work a pretty conventional job, but as soon as I'm in my home neighborhood, it's a vegan-friendly restaurant, live punk shows and tiny clubs, skateboarding down by the riverfront, etc. Oh, and perhaps the strangest thing of all, I'm still straight edge. Being a non-religious, non-drinker in one of the heaviest drinking countries is sometimes a struggle, but ultimately I wouldn't change. Not susceptible to peer pressure anyway. Also funny that she lives in South Korea, but she still does her Irish sports. Let's see, it doesn't say where she's from. It says she's living abroad. So who knows where she's from? 
But it sounds like she has a big mix of things in her life. So, I mean, that sounds like a very, very unconventional life. That isn't for everybody. Living abroad can be really scary for people. Living in a tiny apartment can be really scary for people. It sounds fun to me. Viola? I don't know if that's pronounced Viola. It's spelled with a W. Um, Novani said, Yep, soon to be 34, recently married and called stupid because I openly declared with my husband we don't want to have kids so people would finally stop asking us why we don't have family yet. Oh, and I have heard from the closest family that I don't know life and my husband will leave me in a few years to have kids and build a family with someone younger. Then I will realize how stupid I was for not wanting kids in the first place. I hope that whoever had to listen to the same bullshit will know that having a partner is having a family and not wanting kids doesn't make you heartless, useless, and stupid. Agreed. I'm with you, sister. I did a podcast before about not wanting kids, but I feel like this just kind of puts puts into words of feeling the judgment so hard from people and feeling such harsh judgment, like being told you're stupid or that your husband is going to leave you over something so silly and trivial as not wanting to have kids. And I'm sure her husband is on the same page as her. But of course, you know, I doubt anybody is telling him that his wife is going to leave him because it all comes down to the woman and our choices in not wanting to have kids. So silly. Okay, so let's get into some questions. So first question is by at super underscore Sarah 87. How often do you get asked when you are going to have kids? So this kind of goes along with that last story, really. In my personal life, like my own personal friends and family, I was stopped being asked that question years ago. But I also never, I went through a phase where I kind of thought about it. But for most of my life, I didn't want kids. So it was just like very much... Everybody knew that I wasn't having kids. And I don't have a family that really pressures any of us to have kids. My sister has like 85 kids. So I feel like she's had enough kids for me and her. So I think (laughs) she took the pressure off of me. So yeah, in my personal life, I really don't ever get asked because people just know that ship has sailed. But I, you know, I'm 38 and, you know, I know people have kids into their, God, into their 50s now. Women are having kids. But for me, I feel like 38 is like, If I don't have kids, probably not going to. I also, you know, I've said before how asking people if they're going to have kids is a really intrusive question. But people ask me if I'm having kids and then I'm like, no, I'm 38. That ship has sailed. And then they're like, oh, it's not too late. Like they feel like they're going to like save me and give me hope as if the only reason I don't have kids is because I haven't yet. (laughs) Not that I just don't want them. I, you know, I get asked about the kid thing pretty regularly in my professional life just because you know it's a lot of women and we just are talking about sort of personal life things but it's not too crazy at color consciousness asks how do you personally deal with unexpected judgment from loved ones so this one is really interesting and i think the key here is unexpected judgment because you know obviously you're going to get judgments from people that you expect you know like if you if you don't want kids and you come from a catholic family Obviously, you know, grandma's probably going to be like, why aren't you having kids? And there's going to be some judgment there. But there is always that unexpected judgment from loved ones where you're like, really, you? It's so strange. And I've been coming to terms with this lately. I feel like as a kid, you always just think that your parents and your grandparents and your aunts and uncles are just amazing and great. And then when you grow up, whether you become conservative or liberal or whatever is in between, you always just think that your values fall in line with theirs. And I'm realizing as I'm growing up that there are a lot of people in my family that have 
very, very different values from me that I just never knew. I guess my family's not very political, not very religious. So I think all the views that we all do have, I mean, obviously I'm very outspoken in public about mine, but I think everyone else in the family, it's just kind of more of a quiet closeted thing. So there's things coming to light that, and I think I'm being the one that is judging my loved ones for their views, whether it's political views, you know, Trump supporters, or finding out that there's a lot of racism in my family. It's just these little things that are just like coming to light that are just kind of blowing my mind. And it's it's such a difficult thing being on the judging end when it's somebody that you really respect and really love and really look up to. And you know that they're caring and pa- compassionate and intelligent and educated. And you see these these little things or these little deviations from who you thought that person was. So I have to say it, sometimes it's not easy being the one with judgments. It's judgments you wish you didn't have to have. And it's the reason why families are being torn apart in our time, especially in, you know, the current political climate, because there's so many just differences between people. Personally, dealing with judgment from loved ones in general this is hard for me because I'm just a take no bullshit kind of person. I don't really deal with if someone doesn't like what I'm doing, fuck you. Like <laughs> it's kind of my my general life perspective. It's one thing, you know, if if my mom or my sister or my best friend or James sat me down and was like, "Hey, this is really concerning me or this choice you're making, you know, let's talk about it." That would be one thing if it was coming from somebody that I know, it was fully coming from love. But I think for the most part, if it's an unexpected judgment, it's probably going to be a negative thing. And my opinion is like it or leave it. If you don't like the way I live my life, if you want to judge me, if you can't just love me unconditionally, then there's the door and don't let it hit your ass on the way out. So I don't know if I'm the best person (laughs) to ask my opinion on this, but that's basically my opinion on it. At not underscore really underscore and underscore angel. I know you've asked a question before because I remember (laughs) reading that before. Asked how to politely tell someone to stop being a judgmental fuck. So I guess this goes a little bit with the last question. Again, I am a, I'm a very blunt human being. I'm a very opinionated blunt human being. So if it's the point where I think someone is actually being a judgmental fuck, that means that I'm probably like at the end of my rope. It's one thing if I think somebody's like, mm, you're being a little judgy. Let's have like a little conversation. That's one thing. I'm not going in guns blazing. But if you're being like aggressively judgmental and I'm at the end of my rope, I'm probably going to tell you to go fuck yourself. Like, it, I know it's not the best. It's not the healthiest. I am in therapy. But, you know, I'm a bullheaded, stubborn Gemini jerk. And if somebody doesn't like what I'm doing and they have something to say about it, then I'm going to have something to say back. So I don't know if politely really figures into the way that I would tell someone I'm making myself out to sound like a monster. I'm not generally an abrasive jerk. I can be an abrasive jerk for sure. I'm generally a fairly soft-handed human and I try to be diplomatic and I try to you know, tiptoe around stuff and not hurt people's feelings. Like I do try to do that as best as I can. But if someone is coming at me, I don't think you need to politely tell someone that. If you feel like someone's like just overstepping their boundaries a little bit, I think there's a way to be like, hey, listen, I'm feeling a little judgment from you. It feels a little uncomfortable. Can we talk about this? You know, I'm, it's making me feel bad or it's hurting my feelings. Like I think there's a lot of ways to 
politely tell someone. And I think there's ways to tell someone that how they're judging you is hurting you versus telling them how they're judging you is wrong. I think the best way to approach it is how you make me feel, not what you are doing. Because if you're just pointing the finger at someone at what they're doing, then they're just going to flip it right back at you and then it's just going to become the blame game. So just approach it in the way it makes you feel. And now I just got Michael Jackson in my head. (laughs) And less about, you know, their behavior or what they're doing. And I think if it's somebody that really cares about you, then, you know, a polite conversation can happen. But if they're being aggressively judgmental, I think there's nothing wrong with telling someone to back up and back off. All right, last question is from A at b 26 How do you deal with your mother favoring your more conventional sisters? Here's the funny thing. I'm not going to go too much into this because I don't know necessarily if this is my story to tell, but in my family, there's this dynamic. We talked a little bit about it when I did my Christmas episode with my mom and my sister. Although I am the one that lives the more outwardly unconventional life, I have had less of a rocky road going through it. I don't have some of the... My sister and I have different mental health issues. And um, I think because of that, my path has just been a little bit smoother. And her path on paper looks very conventional, but she's just had a little bit rockier of a road. And she's much younger than me. So she has gone through parts of her life much later than me. So when she's going through a rocky period, I'm so much older and I'm already through that and I'm more stable. And so I think that there's been times where there's been this feeling of tension between me and my sister because my mom tends to to do the, well, Cherokee never did that. She doesn't do it so much anymore. But when Shay was younger, she would do that. And I finally had to have sit down with my sister and just tell her like, there's nothing you're doing that is wrong. Your life is your life. Your path is your path. Like you're not going to follow in my footsteps. You are not me. We are our, our own humans and I love you and I respect you. And I just felt like I had to have that conversation with my sister because I didn't want it to destroy our relationship together. And it didn't. And we're as close as we could ever be. And I also think with my mom, she she only said those things to my sister out of love because she was worried about her and she wanted her to be on a good path. And I don't think she realized how potentially damaging, you know, it was all out of love. I think this is kind of in the same vein, dealing with a mother that you feel is favoring someone else, you would be on my sister's side for this. So like I said, I can't speak 100% on this because it is not my story to tell. But I think the best thing that you can do is have honest conversations with both your mom and your sister and be honest with your sister and say, hey, it really hurts my feelings. Be honest with your mom, too. Just say it really hurts my feelings when I'm being compared or I'm you're trying to stack me up against her and tell your mom, you know, I feel like you're going to damage my relationship with Judy or whatever your sister's name is because you don't want there to be those resentments. I think just the best thing you can do on both sides is have, and not necessarily at the same time, have a conversation with mom and then on another day, have a conversation with sister or sisters. It sounds like there's a couple of them. And just make sure that you're on the same page and make sure that they all know that you're following your own path and your path doesn't need to be their path to mean that it is the right path or a good path. Like I said, there's no good paths. Man, that turned into a heavier one. 
busting out all my family secrets here. But I don't I don't think that my family situation is unique. I think it's very normal that the oldest child tends to get the glory. And then if the children under them make any mistakes, then they tend to get the the judgment because they weren't exactly like the first kid. I don't think that that's abnormal. And I don't think that it's unusual for parents to do that either. And like I said, it's usually just out of love. And that's where we go back to the reason for judgment. If the judgment is from a bad place or from a good place. And I think those are the judgments that generally come from a good place. Most parents don't want to hurt their children. So if you just have an honest conversation, it'll probably help. So that's it. That's all I got for you this week. Thank you so much for listening. If anybody has podcast topic ideas for future topics, I'm always taking ideas. I always need, you know, topic ideas of things to chat about, unconventional things. If anybody has a suggestion for a future guest on my podcast, I can have guests from all over the world now because of Zoom. So if you know someone, if you are someone, if you want to come on and talk about something unconventional, just send me an email. My email is theonlycherrydollface at gmail.com. And if you want to submit for Cherry's Confessional, A Deep Dark Secret, text me 818-640-7188. My email and phone numbers and socials and everything else you need are in the show notes below. But for now, don't be an asshole. And until next time, Here's me waving like a maniac. Bye, everyone.